Welcome to the MHABC podcast. Today's guest speakers are Sharon T. Mitchell of Royal Bank and Mark Ellis, owner of Eagle Homes. Sharon has over 15 years of personal and business experience in the real estate industry and has proudly worked in the South Okanagan area as an RBC mortgage specialist for the past 10 years. She has provided personalized financing advice and solutions and specializes in helping first-time and repeat home buyers. Investment property mortgages, refinances, and construction mortgages, including specialty financing solutions for manufactured homes. Sharon also holds a master's in business administration. Mark started in the manufactured modular home industry in 1974. He's raised three sons who are all involved as well. He is the past president of the MHABC and is currently on board serving as the vice president. He's active in Rotary and sits on the executive as fundraising chairman. Eagle Homes is a family business born over 20 years ago. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to our second MHABC podcast. Um, Today we're talking about manufactured housing financing and we've got uh, Mark Ellis here in the studio and Sharon Mitchell on the line and um, I'm your host Caitlin uh, moderating today. So thank you for joining us Sharon and Mark. Glad to be here Caitlin. Yeah likewise thank you for the invite. Yeah so um, we'll jump right into it and and start talking about financing because there's lots to cover here. Um, And the first question maybe we can start on is, how is financing different for a modular or manufactured home in comparison to a traditional stick-built home? Well, I can just dive right into that one, Caitlin. And um, really the the financing between modular and traditional stick-built homes are exactly the same. The homes are fixed to land. The homes are of great quality, built to the same code. They're built to a BC building code. And so we're on the same playing field as a traditional builder. And um, the advantage is that we do get the same rate over the same terms. It's all good. Yeah, and you can work with any type of lender? Is is that Yeah, all, all the chartered banks and credit unions are on board with that. Awesome. Yeah. And is getting a loan for a manufactured home harder than a traditional stick build? With the um, modular manufactured home, there's a couple different codes, as you know, in BC. And one's the BC Building Code and another one's CSA Z240. So a Z240 going on a manufactured home pad, uh, it's a different type of finance and it, it'd be a chattel, chattel mortgage with that one and homes being affixed to land, Z240 or modular um, would be on a mortgage because it's affixed to land. Okay. Yeah. Um, And they're built with the same process with those standards? Is that how that works? Well, um, you know, with with the manufactured uh, modular home, they're built in a factory. So it's a different process. They're built inside in ideal uh, conditions away from the environment. And um, they're really uh, built um, energy efficient. Um, the homes are, are, are built um, environment friendly, like there's only two trucks going to, to the site, not several trucks going to the site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a different building process, but it's, at the end of the day, it's the same code right. and very environment friendly. Right. Um, And Sharon, do you see more people coming to the bank first um, or do you 
uh, Mark, maybe both of you can chat about this. Do you see more people come to the dealership and, and need to know more about the financing? How does that usually work? Uh, on my end, I see a combination of both. Um, I think with this type of build um, and construction and ease of it, clients are leaning more towards that for affordability and also ability to purchase a brand new home at a, at a really good price. So I get both um, that have gone to a builder and then want already have the plans in place and then want to see what kind of financing options are available. Um, I definitely appreciate the clients that come to the bank first because we always think affordability is key because once they know how much of a mortgage they can afford, we can then move into the type of home they're looking for. And if it is a manufactured home that they're looking for, then we can provide them with more detail of our financing options and then a list of information that they can then take back to the builder um, and ask for that for the application. Um, If I can, I'll take it a, a few steps further with the financing options because Mark did touch on it very well. Um, again, with units that are on a site where there's a lease that is done through a chattel mortgage and uh, it's, it's default insured, so it goes through Canada Mortgage Housing Corporation. Um, for uh, units that are on your own land, um, if it's already affixed to the property, we can offer a traditional mortgage. If it's a home that still needs to be delivered and put together and built on site, then we offer the option of a draw mortgage as well. So um, just to take that the next step further with the different types of products available, depending on the unit the uh, buyer is uh, obtaining and then if they own their own land or not. Awesome. Um, and. What should, what should a, a buyer know about the cost of a home and what's included in the pricing prior to coming to the bank? Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll get Mark to, sorry, Mark. No, yeah, go, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, go ahead Sharon. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say just that when, we, uh, when a buyer comes to us, um, we ask them to have all of the costs ideally included in the purchase uh, agreement. And then I'll let Mark touch on that in greater detail because uh, that's what we base our financing on. Yeah, that was sort of my next question maybe to Mark is does it include uh, the foundation and delivery setup of the home, that sort of thing? That's correct. Uh, when the consumer is doing a package on land and they're tying in, you know, foundations, septic tanks, uh, driveway, um, right up to maybe even some landscape. Hot tub, perhaps? Uh, yeah, you never know. Can we put a hot tub in there, Sharon? <laughs> Pool. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever whatever, uh, whatever is to be mortgaged um, with the home and getting back to the uh, home requirements like the foundation, et cetera, et cetera, is that it all should be tied in with, with a contract and a final price. And that's one thing that, um, that lenders like Sharon uh, love with modular homes is because uh, once the contract is formed and everything is on the contract, we're tied to the price. The price doesn't change. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll add to that's great for the client because there's no variance. Um, so black and white, we do put in a little bit of a contingency, but absolutely in the bank's eyes, we like to know um, when we're giving that approval that that's the home that's being built. That's 
the price. And, uh, you know, we really don't like changes for the clients to come back with, um, with something different or a different price. So absolutely, this process is a lot more streamlined, seamless, and that's what we like. Yeah, so at the end of the day, you know, going to a dealer and then visiting the bank once they know the, the total that they need is sometimes a, a good option, just so, like you said, they know exactly what they're looking at. Absolutely. Yeah. And Mark, you sort of touched on the different types of manufactured homes. What's the difference between a Z240 and a Z241 and an A277? Yeah, so with our business, we have many, many products, products as Caitlin's point, pointing out. So we can start, you know, with the different uh, codes in British Columbia. And we'll start with the BC building code A277. And that's what I've been kind of talking about on the program going on the foundation on land. And then we roll into a a Z240 product. And the difference between BC building code and the Z240 product is the BC home build can leave the factory incomplete. So a lot of cases we're putting it on a basement and the furnace hot water tank and stairwells are being installed as part of the basement. But the Z240 home, when it leaves the factory, it has to leave 100% complete. And then we get into the Z241. Yes, yes. Z241. Yeah. So Z241 is a recreation uh, code, and we build park models to that, to that code, so they go into a recreational site. Okay. And these park models are built on the same production line as the other homes as well. And uh, and the financing, um, does it vary between the different types of models that are available? Between f- like a park model, recreational versus the more traditional style? The financing does, does vary, as, as Sharon was pointing out, yeah. between the modular on a regular mortgage, chattel mortgage. And now okay, we're so talking... that's where the different mortgages come into now play. We're, now we're talking the recreational... Um, right. Uh, that's a little trickier, yeah. Maybe you can, maybe you can expand on that. Yeah. Sharon, you can expand on yeah. the recreation. Yeah, absolutely. So, and again, we get a lot of those questions because, again, they're they're greatly built um, and affordable. Um, however, on the recreation side, we cannot put a uh, regular or a chattel mortgage on it. Uh, that needs to be just a regular loan so no mortgage financing is available for the Z241 on the other two absolutely um, so park models um, unfortunately for mortgage financing are a no-go so the bank is is all you know really considers the type of property it's going on um, before you know making that call with the mortgage absolutely yeah, so in our eyes with the Z241, as Mark mentioned, it's more recreational. And in most cases, it's not moved as often, but can is meant to, can and can and meant to be moved. So um, when we're looking at mortgage financing, we do want it, you know, either permanently affixed or meant not to be moved as often. Um, so a loan or financing for a recreation park model uh, would just be done through a regular uh, loan process uh, through a bank and not through the mortgage financing products that are offered. So financing is still available, but doesn't meet the realm of, of this conversation. Could be like a line of credit, Sharon? 
Yeah, so line of credit, if we do that, that would be, again, either unsecured or secured against real property, or we could do a loan that is secured against the unit itself. However, it's not, again, a a traditional mortgage. So interest rates may change, amortization may change, the product as a whole will have different terms than a, a, a mortgage term would. And Sharon, and maybe Mark can answer this as well, is is it is financing easier on certain types of homes? I find that financing is um, easier on the modular BC building code and the Z240. There's no, there's no problem. It's just when you get in that recreation. So our mainstream of homes, there's no problem with financing at all. Do you see quite um, a large amount of recreational homes or clients coming in for recreational homes? Actually, during these these yeah, these I times bet. where everybody's tied, <laughs> yeah. tied, um, yeah, they're, they're, all the products are selling so you've seen well. It yeah. Go up quite a bit, yeah. yeah. And um, what is the approval process for a manufacturer home purchase like? So on my end, um, I would uh, obviously prefer clients to come in with a pre-approval so that we go through all of the documentation gathering ahead of time. Again, the clients are prepared with that information to ask the builder. Um, once we have a purchase agreement in place, then we can do a property valuation. And then once the property valuation comes back, all of the documentation that uh, supports the information we have in the application, along with the purchase agreement, the property valuation, that all gets sent off uh, for uh, review and for approval. So it's uh, it's fairly straightforward um, once you have the purchase agreement in place. A lot of the legwork happens ahead of time with that pre-approval and discussions with the builder on on the home and, and the, uh, the fixtures and the pricing. Um, but once that's all set, the approval process, if we have everything in order, is, is fairly quick turnaround time and seamless. Yeah. Um, and what does the amortization look like on a factory factory built home Uh, amortization on our end again if we're looking at a brand new unit that is permanently affixed to the land then we can actually offer traditionally it's 25 years but we can offer up to 30 years Um, again that's a traditional mortgage when we get to the chattel mortgage where it's not permanently affixed to the uh, property then we're looking at a maximum of 25 years. Uh, If we are looking at units that are resale, so not brand new, then that's where that amortization can fluctuate because we do look at the remaining economic life and we need to make sure that mortgage is in line with that. So for an older unit, that amortization may be required to reduce down to something more reasonable in line with the life expectancy of the unit. But with dealing with brand new units, uh, yeah, 25 to 30 years amortization. And is there anything else that um, a seller might need to know about, you know, selling their home um, after, you know, like you said, um, depending on its age and things, are there other things that they should look at when they're selling a an older um, manufactured home. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, the most, the, sorry, Sharon, but the most important thing with the yeah. manufactured home on a resale, and it's probably the most expensive sticker uh, anybody can have if they lose it, 
is the CSA number. They cannot resell the unit without the, the CSA Z240 uh, sticker. And that's home. just that's just a uh, an, an approval sort of stamp of approval that it's certified it's, it's, and that it's it's a safety approval. Safety approval. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what else is there, Sharon, when it comes to um, reselling or you know deciding to uh, maybe move? So, or? Yeah, when we're looking at selling, um, and I get this again when buyers come and they're looking for property that's being resold. Um, first and foremost, I always ask to make sure that they know how it's affixed to the property. I'll always circle back to that because then that will let us uh, determine which route we're going to take for financing. Um, so my first thing is to you know make sure it's very clear. The sellers make it clear how the property is affixed. The age, we want to know if there's any upgrades because that can, again, potentially affect the amortization. Um, so um, the more information that they have about the unit, those um, the seal of approval there, your CSA numbers, all of that will need to be known. So we need to, they need to give the buyers all the information on the unit because that's exactly what the lenders are going to be asking. So there's not a lot of back and forth. And if you're upfront with that information, then it's easier for your buyers to get the right advice and the right financing to be able to then make an offer on that property and, and purchase it. Exactly. Yeah. So if in a scenario where, you know, if somebody um, purchased a home but wanted to move it from an, an existing property, would that be a whole other set of, you know, to make sure the land is approved and that sort of thing if they wanted to move a, a pre-existing home? It can be, it can be, um, it's a little tricky. It depends on the situation. Depends yeah. if the land is actually paid for or if the land has a mortgage on it. Right. Okay. And um, so if it has a mortgage on it, they have to go to the lender and uh, make arrangements uh, for them to actually move the home to a new location because the bank is tied into the equity, right? So, you know, Sharon, you can expand on that, on that, um, or if, you know, you wanted to add a second, um, home, maybe on a piece of property would be another situation. Maybe, you know, if you, would that, would that change the circumstances or could you just, if the mortgage is already there and you're purchasing the home, can you just put the home on the same piece of property? If, no. if the land is approved, yeah. you know, there's a lot of secondary homes going on AL, ALR. Yeah, right, so yeah. that's happening on, on quite often. Right. And there's no problem doing that as long as you go through the steps, through the ALR yeah. and, yeah, the, and the lender. Right. Yeah. 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 And is that, is yeah. that with on the lender side, then is that something that's, um, you know, seen often or easily um, approved for the most part? Uh, I don't see that too often, um, but I think the key determinant here, again, is what Mark mentioned is uh, first and foremost, you know, which side are we working on? Are we look, are we the buyer or are we the current owner of the property being or moved? Um, the next thing we want to know is, again, is there a mortgage on the unit? Is there a mortgage on the land? Because the first point of contact will be to the lender the lender will need to review the process that you're wanting you're wanting to take because we don't want any risk to the security that we have um so uh you know if you're buying a unit from someone else that you need to move onto property that you're purchasing then that's a whole other financing yeah. scenario that you would be looking at 
So it really depends, again, which side you're on. Mm -hmm. And then also, are you moving it just a unit to a site pad or are you are you taking the existing unit and moving it to your own land? And again, if financing is needed, the lender will always need to be wrapped in that conversation. Um, again, if there's a mortgage on it, you have to consider that. And then we also need to consider, do you actually need more financing? Because there's going to be a cost associated with this. And once the unit is on the property, do we need to do upgrades? Do you know, we need to, 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 to service it. We need to hook it up. So um, all of those costs will need to be considered. Oh, that's great information. Yeah. And there's so many different scenarios you can look at with that. I mean, it, and, you know, a question is, um, you know, what we said in the beginning, um, is it better to go to the dealer first or if is it better to go to the lender first when you're looking at purchasing or selling? And I think it really depends on the scenario that you're in and going using, you know, both with all the knowledge that you guys have already given us. It kind of it's definitely depends on on the scenario that you're in. Yeah, every, every, every scenario yeah. is different and, and every situation is different. Mm-hmm. And, and um, when you when you come to the to the dealership, um, our trusted advisors can give them the right information, lead him lead them to the to the bank with the right questions and and hopefully have a contract in hand. So the bank knows exactly what they're buying, where it's going, what's involved. You know, it's um, pretty straightforward that way. But uh uh, the guidance from the trust advisor at the, at the home dealerships uh, goes a long ways. Yeah, it helps a lot, I'm yeah. sure, in the process. And yeah. is it is getting a loan for a manufactured home harder than a traditional stick belt home? And why is that, if, if it is? I'll go ahead and share, and I, I'd say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll say no as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's an easy answer. Um, do you want to elaborate on that at all? Like, what? Like, you know, is the, is there a perception that it's harder for people out there? Is there's you know? an, there's an old myth that um, yeah. you know people that that uh, haven't really researched manufactured homes they're going back to the old days where you know the quality was not great and and they're basically i started in this industry in 1974 i've seen, seen everything <laughs> change you know wow. yeah so uh from 1974 moving forward like like uh man like from trailers to houses you right. know and these are quality houses yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the lenders realize their quality and and, um, and the no, lenders are up to speed on that as well, right? I mean, there's so much information and education that goes into understanding this industry <clears throat> that, you know, you don't really run in. I'm sure you don't run into as many people not knowing that, but maybe from the public, more people don't realize that um, it's a lot easier to. Yeah. And yeah. through and through manufactured housing, uh, we're doing a great job yeah. of educating and, and getting getting the information out to the to the people and and um yeah so it, the information's out there that's awesome yeah yeah i will absolutely uh, agree with that um again you're right about that myth going in going to the past with how they were built and the perception and that has completely changed and again with more exposure with more um housing affordability and ability to even, you know, find land and build homes. This option I find is a a great option. 
lenders are on board with it. As we've already mentioned, financing is seamless. There is not too much of that differentiation. Uh, financing is diff- different. Um, it is easier to get. We, the quality of the build is there, so there should be no issues with the bank and the security that we're taking on the unit. Uh, I do find when we are working with clients, you know, whether you go to the bank or you go to the dealer first, there is a lot of back and forth. And again, with the right advisors, that's the type of um, conversation you want to have is you want to have both both parties working in your favor and working together, which I find is, is happening and then allows that um, information exchange. The buyer then gets all the information they have, and we're confident they're making those right decisions on the home and financially right decisions as well. Yeah, and well said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> and it's great that you have that relationship with the banks and the lenders. So you know, you can recommend somebody you know to your clients, and just it's. It's, it's great to see. Um, and something you touched on, Sharon, was about the quality of the homes. And Mark obviously mentioned that as well. Um, and with the environmentally friendly aspect of how manufactured homes are built now, um, with being, you know, there's, like, like Mark said, the transportation and it's, you know, sometimes like one trip to the site. And um, does that have anything, you know, is that does that have any impact on, on financing? It's like looking at, you know, how like low impact it is on the environment or anything like that? Uh, not quite, quite yet. I know we do have um, kind of environmental, um, would be friendly uh, programs, um, but nothing too highlighting again on the actual building process. But um, but again, we are on board with our financing policies, not necessarily to differentiate between a manufactured home and a stick built home. So just the fact that we're on par with providing the same type of financing, there's that support there to, to move these along. And um, Mark, maybe you can touch on this, but are, um, is the MHABC working with banks and lenders to um, provide customers better financing options? Like, is there something the association does to to help with that as like a member? The Manufacturer Association, um, um, through our members, which, um, you know, dealer, dealer, dealer members out there, all the dealer members have relationships with banks and manufactured housing does promote um, that of having relationships with banks and manufactured housing will get involved if a lender all of a sudden said, Hey, we don't want to finance this. So we get involved with that lender and and find out, you know, why and overcome the problem. Yeah. So we do get involved that way. Yeah. And is there, so that's, you know, the end of my questions, but is there anything else that we want to touch on um, that maybe we missed missed today as far as maybe some myths or um, new information um, that that maybe we can touch on a little bit more? I would just like to add is that the the features of the of the homes are um, you know you you can buy buy a home uh, for the standard price and have a excellent home it's well built everything is there plumbed wired everything is is finished but the optional features you know you can you can go from a home per hundred thousand or four hundred thousand depending so we we can build some pretty luxurious uh houses yeah and yeah. um obviously like you said you you 
package that all up, you bring it to the bank, and they can review that. And, and it's sort of, you know, like you said, similar process to a stick build. Um, if you're buying a, yeah, $200,000 home or $800,000 home, right? So yeah. it's the same. And I, th- I think uh, Sharon, the bank reviews it, and actually, in in most cases, probably when I'm talking about, you know, three fifty or four hundred to fix the land or five hundred to fix the land, there's an app- appraisal involved, right? Absolutely. In all uh, in all applications, there is a property valuation that does occur. Um, uh, again, if it is in a construction mortgage type of scenario, then absolutely we do uh, do an appraisal. So again, that's just our due diligence with making sure that uh, we're lending on the proper value for that security. Um, I will add um, on our end for myself and for, again, on behalf of the lenders is with this process, um, I find again, you're not subject to seasonality. You know that it's in, uh, in an environment that's controlled. So your turnaround time for having the home built and finished is a lot faster, which the banks like. We don't like delays. We don't like asking for more time that the home isn't built yet because this isn't here yet or or that and whatever the um, reasons are. Um, The site prep and the work that has to be done on the property to prepare for the unit can be done simultaneously along with the build as they're being done at two, in two different uh, places. So I do find I have a lot more confidence knowing that this project will be on budget and on time, if anything, probably ahead of schedule so that we know we're going to get that home and the security already in place. Um, when we do those that final advance on the property. So I, I definitely appreciate uh, that as a lender with this process. It's good peace of mind. Yeah, that's that's the that's the process we follow. Thank you very much, <laughs> Sharon. Yeah. You're most welcome. <laughs> awesome. I think that's really awesome information from both of you on um, the financing process and everything that goes with it. So thank you, Mark and Sharon, for um, joining us today. Thank you, Caitlin. You're most welcome. Thank you, too.